Welcome world to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept we call money and breaks it down into itty bitty pieces so I can understand it better and hopefully you can too. I'm your host, Sean Townley. Today we're going to talk about kids and money. Kids and money. Kids observe us and all that we do. Expecting them to do what we say but not do is not very practical. So if you want to tell your kids to be good with money, but you yourself are not being good with money, I think they're going to pick up more on how you do things with money than what you tell them to do with money. So let's break it down a little bit. Let's break it down in by age. Let's talk about kids that are babies, maybe to five years old. At this stage, kids are very visual. They use a clear, you could use a clear jar to put money in for them so that they can watch it grow. I know when I was growing up, I was I had this uh, cup. It was like a little copper cup. And every time I got change or someone gave me some change when I was very small, I used to put it in that cup. And I kept that cup for many years. In fact, I wish I still had that cup. But it was just nice. It was a nice place to just throw change when, when I got it. And But it did, as, as being a very small child, you get to see that if you keep adding to the jar, that more and more money goes in. So I think that's very important so that they can see the thing the money grows. And quite literally, when you keep putting money into a little pot or a jar or something clear, maybe, it doesn't even have to be a jar, maybe something that's not breakable, of course, but you can definitely do that. So you want to use cash as much as possible around them when they're at this age. That way they can kind of see the conversion with something being traded for that piece of paper or the coins, you know, when you go to the store. I know a lot of people don't use cash much anymore, but I think it's very important to have a visual that they can kind of cling to and, you know, let them observe it, see what's going on. You know, our money is very, it's very elegant in the sense that there's all kinds of things going on. Spend some time showing them what's on a dollar bill. I could probably do a whole podcast on that as well. So, and then make sure that they're, they get maybe even part of the transaction. Maybe even they could hand over the money or receive the money and you could kind of explain to them what's going on, how you're trading something in a store for cash, you know, and these could be smaller items, of course, maybe things you were already going to buy. And then, you know, explain to them what cost of money is. I know when I talk to a lot of children this age, you know, everything costs $100. How much is a candy bar? It's $100. How much is a car? It's $100. They don't quite have the concept of the value of money, but I think the visual part of it is very important at this stage. And I'm talking babies to five years old. As soon as they're able to maybe grasp it, you can start spending some time with them so they can get a, it's amazing what they, they take in even at this age. The next age group is probably five to 12. You need to start explaining opportunity costs. So talk to them about how if you were to buy something now, you may not be able to buy something else later. So this is where we start introducing the concept of allowances. And I know with my kids, I, I basically went with however old they were, they got a dollar every every once in a while so you know so if they were 5 years old they got $5 you know maybe that was their their weekly allowance and then i would help them use that for anything that they particularly wanted that was outside of what normal you know parenting would would provide for i think this starts to get them in the in the mindset of you know exchanging and that there is a a finite value to what they're getting and that they shouldn't try to live beyond that Right, so when they run out of money, it's gone. Um, I also had the philosophy, and I know many may not agree with me on this, but uh, I felt that chores are done because you're part of a, being a member of a family and not for money. So I didn't make my kids do chores necessarily for money. 
I, I basically gave them money and tried to teach them the concept of money as, as a value. And then I expected them to do chores. I mean, I've heard stories about where, you know, if the kids didn't do the chores, they didn't get their allowance. Well, I think that teaches them that if they don't do chores, well, then they just go without money. So if they have enough money or if they're getting money in other ways, then they don't have to do chores anymore. And I disagree with that. So that was my philosophy. You may disagree with me on that. And that's fine. Uh, it's just the way that we want to approach money. I was more concerned about them understanding the value of money as opposed to doing chores for money. I didn't want to teach them how to get jobs just yet. That was going to be later on. And then also, I think between 5 and 12, you can start to talk to them about impulse buying. You know, the, the things that you see at the cash register at the end at the store, you want to talk to them about how, yes, these things are very convenient. And they put their own purpose for marketing reasons. They, you know, they make you want to buy them. And if you have money in your pocket, you may be compelled to buy them. But you need to start seeing that as for what it is as a marketing scheme. And you need to understand that you have need to have a plan for your money. And this is where we start talking about that between five and 12 years old. If you want to save up for something, a bike or a toy or something in particular that you want, then this is the time where you start talking about opportunity costs and how it's going to go from there. I think with teenagers, now you need to teach them to work with, within their resources and not based on what they see on social media. I think social media has done a lot of great things helping people connect that, that maybe would not have connected in, in prior years. But I think it also kind of sets you up to you know wanting to be like the Joneses. And you want to start talking to your teenagers about that at that point, right? So with their money, you want to teach them to work within their resources. So if, they're, if, they're still, if you're still paying them an allowance at this point, if they haven't gotten a job, then you need to start talking to them about maybe side hustles. You know, there's babysitting gigs, there's there's lawn mowing, you know, lawns to mow. There's there's all kinds of things where you can start earning more money if it's beyond what you're willing to do for their allowance going forward. Like I said, we lived in a time where I was doing about a dollar per year. I'm sorry, dollar for every year old they were, I should say. So, you know, if it, if they're 13 years old, then they would get $13 a week. Now, $13 a week doesn't go very far anymore. So you'll have to kind of come up with your own value on what you need to do. I also encourage you to set up a bank account at this point for them. And you're going to be a co-signer on that typically. So you want something you can, but they need to start seeing how banking works or credit unions work at this point. And they need to start seeing that they, when they put money in the bank and then their savings, kind of like the, with the, the change jar we were doing earlier, that you're giving them money and they're going to watch it grow. You can teach them about interest rates at this point, and you can teach them how, how things really work and, you know, because they're going to be adults in no time. And you want to make sure that they can understand that. And if they have a good concept of money at this point and how banks work, then, you know, I think it's very valuable to be able to sit down with them and show them how their money is starting to work for them a little bit, you know, and and how it's going to work when they get jobs in the future. The next is them have have them start saving for college or trade school. Teach them the twenty percent, you know. Teach them how to pay themselves first, even with their allowances. I think this is very important to do in the very beginning. You need to sit down and talk to them. You start talking to them about having an emergency fund. And if they're paying themselves that 20% first and putting it into savings, you can kind of explain the concept of emergency funds. Now, at this point, they're probably not going to have bills, but I could be wrong. I mean, kids, I guess they can subscribe to different things as well, you know, whether it be Spotify or any other service. So if, if they're going to do that and you're going to make them pay for it out of their allowance, then this is the time to show them how to do that and, you know, teach them what it means to pay themselves first and maybe have an emergency fund. So if they ever lose their allowance or lose their, you know, job, where they're not making money, that they can still pay for subscriptions and stuff that they like. 
So, and then they have to, you know, that cost benefit analysis, whether they're going to get it or not, or be able to maintain it, even if they're having times where they're not going to be saving money. So, or, or be able to, to, to work for money, I should say. So, I mean, maybe during school they can't have a job, so they need to make their money last longer. I think this is the time to start talking to them about that, how to make their money live within their means and make their money, you know, continue to grow throughout that. But have them start saving for college as well or trade school or higher education. You know, make them have a little skin in the game. I mean, I think it's important that we pay for our children's education, but I think that they should have some skin in the game. I'm not asking them to pay for half, uh, but but you could certainly ask them to pay for maybe 10% of it and start maybe thinking about it because it, it is going to benefit them. So now's the time to start talking about that. And we want to try to avoid having student loans. We don't want to put them in debt. We don't want to settle them with debts. I mean, so many kids... They go to college and they're, they're already in debt. And we don't want to do that. We want to teach that concept before they get into debt. That way they can maybe avoid it going further. And then also have them start to get involved when they're, when they're teenagers to start applying for scholarships, you know, and looking for grants and that kind of stuff because there's tons of them out there. And again, this could be their part of paying for their 10% or maybe even beyond that. You'll be well we'll be able to work it out, you know, or or you can find jobs that will help you also pay for college, you know, like Starbucks. Uh, that's one of the great programs that I know about out there. And then next, I think we we want to probably avoid credit cards until they're a little bit older. I think at least until they're fifteen, maybe sixteen, and then teach them how those work. Right. So this is money that's on a card. There is a limit to what you can spend. But I think it's time for them to start understanding it because, you know, and it may not be credit cards at this point. It may just be phones or, you know, cards that are on their phones and they use the Apple Pay or Google Pay or any of those kind of Samsung Pay. And you need to teach them how that works, right? So even though they're buying something and they're not physically handing over money, that they're going to be responsible for that. And they need to be able to keep track for that. So they're going to have to have their own spending plan at this point. They're going to have to understand that there's not an infinite amount of money and that they're going to have to pay it back. And they're going to have to know in their mind that there has to be a way to do that. And I think if you're doing that with them at this age, it's going to be much easier than when they move out and try to figure it out on their own. I think too many kids move out and they really don't understand the concept of money. And maybe that's because the parents either didn't teach them or didn't know themselves, which I think uh, you know, financial literacy is, is very important. So. And then teach them about compound interest. You know, now that they have those savings accounts, now they have the banking accounts, show them that there's ways to invest their money in ways that the money will start working for them and how compound interest works. You know, they may earn a few cents each month on, on their amounts, but if they have, that'll grow into larger amounts. And the younger they are and they start putting money away, then it's going to benefit them because their money is going to start making money for them. Show them how that works. That way they get excited about it. And then they want to put, you know, that 20% away so that it can work for them, so they don't have to work for active income their entire life. And then have them come up with ways to make money. You know, we talked a little bit about before, you know, they could do babysitting, they could do lawnmower. There's all kinds of ways. I mean, if, if they're very good on computers, if they can make websites or if they can do, any, you know, write video games, I mean, there's all kinds of ways. Tutor, if they're very good in school, maybe they can tutor other children. But challenge them to come up with other ways. Now, I know school's first, right? You know, especially when they're teenagers, you want to make sure that they're getting their schooling done. But if they do have a little time and they want a little extra money and they want to get a little ambitious, encourage them. You know, find ways to start making money for themselves. Maybe they become an, an entrepreneur. Maybe they start their own business. Maybe they decide they don't need to go to college after all because they're going to start their own business. I mean, this is a great time because 
they're, they're young, they're, they're energetic, they're full of energy, and you want to be able to harness that sometimes. But teach them. Teach them how money works. And then I think you know, going forward, it's going to work out for you. So kids and money, I think the, if you're going to take one thing away from here, understand that they're going to do what you do, not necessarily what you say to do. So if you're not putting aside your 20%, or if you're not showing them that you're putting away your 20%, I think they're going to be reluctant to do it themselves because they're going to say, if, if you're not doing it, then why should I? Even if you tell them to do it, I think actions still speak louder than words. When they're little kids, make sure it's very visual. Maybe try to use cash as much as possible so they can see the transaction that's happening where they're getting something for their, their actual money. I think that's very important. Between 5 and 12, you can talk to them about opportunity costs as they start to understand the value of the dollar and then what things cost. I think now's the time where you can kind of work through that with them. So up until where they're almost teenagers. And then when they're teenagers, you really need to start teaching them the basics of it because you only have so many years here. You need to understand how banks work. You know, they need to understand how their higher education is going to get paid for. They need to understand what things cost. Maybe even show them some of, of your spending plan so that they can start to understand and conceptualize what it means to, you know, how much does it take to own a car? When you turn 16, if you want a car, it's not just the car. It's not just the gasoline. It's also the insurance and the and the uh, taxes that go with that along as well. So start having those conversations with them. Be, don't be afraid to to hide that kind of stuff from them because they need to know going out into the big world. They need to know as well. So is there anything I missed here? Do you maybe not agree with the way I did chores and, and allowances? I know a lot of people don't necessarily agree with that. Was there something I missed that, uh, are there any other examples of what you would do with children to help them learn money when they're growing up? You can reach out to me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Townley. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sean Townley and check out my website, seantownley.com. Until next time.